Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello everyone, Rich here, your go-to for Doctor Who from WhatCulture.com and welcome to my personal nerd cave. Now at the moment, I don't have the means to transport myself to my TARDIS set. So, you'll have to make do with my, my Daleks and my unread Doctor Who novels and all this other cool stuff. And speaking of cool, Doctor Who's pretty cool, isn't it? Especially for a show that barely survived its pilot episode and now 57 years later, we still can't get rid of it. With so many friends, foes, frolics and fishfinger custards over this sort of nearly six decade-ish long run, there's no surprise that certain things have slipped through the cracks. Some of these things are pretty passive, just things brought up in conversation, whereas some of these things are so monumental in the fact they've been left alone, it leaves the show teetering on the edge of a cliff. We are still yet to know exactly what happened with who, what, when, where or why. So stick on your uh, brainy specs and no, don't wear a fez, it doesn't count as a thinking cap, as we are about to delve into 10 unanswered Doctor Who mysteries. Number 10. Who was Orson Pink? A pivotal point of Series 8 was the growing romance between Clara Oswald, yay, and Danny Pink. I realise I'm still wearing my glasses. There was a genuine chemistry between the two, but as the series progressed, they never got any further than just the dating stage. In a wonderfully weird moment only Doctor Who could pull off, on one of these aforementioned dates, an astronaut rocks up, beckoning Clara away. Clara, assuming it's the Doctor getting all pissy when back in the TARDIS, it's revealed that this is Orson Pink, who looks remarkably like Danny. And he is from about a hundred years in Clara's future. So can we just assume that Clara and Danny got all uh, busy and eventually had a grandkid that looked remarkably like Danny? Sounds logical. Except it isn't. Spoilers, by the way. Poor Danny Pink kicks the bucket at the end of the series, having been hit by a car at the beginning of Dark Water, and Clara, the series after, kills herself in a spectacularly dumb fashion in Face the Raven. Yes, I know she's revived, plucked from her time stream, and she runs off with me in a flying diner, but the less said about that, the better. So with both Danny and Clara dead, kind of, surely Orson shouldn't exist? Or does he come from a timeline in which both Danny and Clara don't die and they do doink? And then get a grandkid who looks like that? Or did Danny have a sibling who would have kids and grandkids who look remarkably like him? No idea. Is it important in the Doctor Who canon? No. Will we ever find out? Nah. Number 9. How did the Master survive? One of the biggest questions we had after series 12, no, not the one about the timeless child moving on, was how Sasha Duan's master even came about. 
The last we saw of the Renegade Time Lord was in World Enough and Time, which saw John Sims' master killing, like, killing, killing, his supposed future self, Missy. Now this is all based on whether Sasha Dwan's master is after Missy. It is actually a mystery surrounding a couple of masters as to where they fit in the timeline. Now the biggest thing about Sasha Dwan's master being afterwards is the fact that it would make Missy's whole redemption arc in series 10 almost completely negated, which is really bad. But, though I don't have a concrete answer for this question, hence why it's on a list of unanswered questions, there is a lot of evidence to point to Sasha Dwan's master being before Missy. Using miniaturization technology was something very reminiscent of the masters of old, and actually taking somebody's identity is also very similar to the classic masters. Could he be before Roger Delgado's incarnation? Could he be the first master? Could he be after Anthony Ainley and before Derek Jacobi? Jacobi. You're welcome, sorry about that. Could Missy's death actually be the master's death? No, probably not. I mean, what? They've escaped death, like, three times now? Number eight. When did the Doctor tell Riversong his name? The timeline of events between Riversong and the Doctor is something you'll need a couple of encyclopedias to get your head around. They just never met in the right order. However, it was very apparent that Riversong knew the Doctor's name. Twice it showed up, actually. The last time she saw the Doctor, which was subsequently the first time he met her, was in Silence in the Library slash Forest of the Dead, in which she whispered him his name in order to gain his trust. The second time was to open his tomb in the name of the Doctor, and of course we don't hear it either time. When Tennant outwardly says in Forest of the Dead that she told him his name, which is the first time we realise what she said to him, he says he'll only tell her that for one reason, and we assume that's his wedding day. When it came to his actual wedding day, he supposedly tells River Song his name, but that turned out to be a ruse. So when exactly did it happen? When did the Doctor tell River Song his name? Well, the whole Doctor River Song arc is very much over by now, or at least I kinda hope it is. She was a bit too prominent in the last couple of series of the Moffat era, but anyway. Could it have happened just during a romp that we only hear about rather than see? Will the Doctor finally speak their name on their deathbed, their actual deathbed. Now, bear in mind that will only ever happen if the BBC completely can the series for good. So, until then, we still have no idea, which leads me to my next question. Number seven, what is the Doctor's name? The show is called Doctor Who, and in the credits for a good portion of its run, the character was credited as such. Thankfully, they did eventually correct it to The Doctor. The closest we've ever been to almost actually hearing the Doctor's name was in Series 10's World Enough and Time, in which Missy came out the TARDIS and said, Hello, I'm Doctor Who. And thankfully, that being the Doctor's name was a lie, because I don't think I cope with that. I mean, I love, I love the Peter Cushing films, don't get me wrong, but hearing him introduce himself as Doctor Who, it's just weird. Matt Smith's 11th Doctor had his name tying into almost his entire series arc, being some kind of mystical power shrouded in secrecy that could almost end the universe if it's actually spoken. As much as it wasn't as important during Capaldi and most of Whittaker's era, the revelation of the Timeless Child has definitely brought the Doctor's name back into the big question mythos. Was she named after Tek Teung? Was she given a Time Lord name once she became a Time Lord when she had the regeneration limit forced upon her by Tek Teung? Maybe we'll find out in the future because we're going to hopefully explore more of Gallifrey in history, and I don't think River Song's going to turn up again anytime soon. Maybe. God, I hope she's not actually called Doctor Who. I really wanted to have a cool name like Tek Teun, something mystical. We know it's one word. We know it's one word. Got any suggestions? 
comments. Number six, who is the mystery woman in the end of time? We all remember the end of time for two reasons. Number one, crying when David Tennant regenerated, and number two, crying when watching Bernard Cribbins' Wilfred Mott crying. Basically, the end of time was just crying. One big question we had after this two-part special was who was this? Now, you could say this has already been debunked because the popular theory about her being the Doctor's mother was basically confirmed by the showrunner at the time, Russell T. Davies. However, thanks to the Timeless Children, hey, this has been thrown up in the air once again. We know that the Doctor isn't of Gallifreyan origin. She was found as a child beneath a big portly gate thing by Tecteun. Tecteun was female when she found the Doctor, so being a motherly figure makes a lot of sense. Maybe this is Tecteun X number of regenerations in, but David Tennant very obviously recognises her, and if it is Tecteun, technically he shouldn't since his mind was wiped after the whole division stuff and then becoming the Doctor, so he shouldn't recognise Tecteun. Either this was a new surrogate mother to the Doctor after becoming a Time Lord mind wiped, etc, 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 or that's still the case, but this is still Tecteun, like, in secret. It could be strung along that they're actually two different mothers, one being Tecteu and one being somebody else, but in reality they're both Tecteu. Woo, twist. It's all very complicated. Though it would be nice for some eventual clarity on this character, though. Number five, what happened to Jenny? Speaking of the Doctor's relatives, Jenny was created back in 2008's The Doctor's Daughter from a bit of DNA from the Doctor's hand. Events with bloopy tank-faced fish boys transpire and Jenny is shot. She unfortunately passes away and the Doctor leaves to leave his daughter to rest in peace. However, she then spits out some timey-wimey stuff, wakes up, grabs a ship, and f***s off. We don't hear from her in the TV series ever again. Taking Time Lord DNA to make another being would make that new being Time Lord, right? Well, maybe. She doesn't necessarily regenerate, but it looks like she does heal herself. But what happened to her after the events of the Doctor's daughter? Could she be trying to track down her dad? Or mum, as it is at the moment. The Doctor doesn't even know that Jenny survived, at least in the TV lore. She has actually met multiple incarnations of the Doctor in the comics, but you sort of pick and choose what you take from the comics, and she's done a few big Finnish audio adventures, but she's yet to actually return to the show. Can she actually completely regenerate? Has she already completely regenerated? Has she been under the Doctor's nose this entire time. Could she be Jenny? As in Vastron Jenny, because she's also called Jenny. Jenny. Number four, did the Doctor have their own family? Now we'll be talking about Susan in a bit, because that's normally the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about the Doctor's family, but back in season two's Fear Her, the Doctor said that he was once a father. Obviously, this isn't referring to Jenny because this happened two series later. So if he were a father, who was the mother? Now we would make the assumption it was River Song since she's his wife, but squeezing a baby into her already ridiculously convoluted timeline, I'm just not even gonna try. Perhaps Jenny found her way back to Gallifrey. If she is somewhat Time Lord, there'd be something drawing her back to Gallifrey. How she found it, we've no idea. We'll get to that also in a bit. Maybe she fell in love and had a child, therefore making the Doctor's grandchild. So that kinda works. In a more weird turn of events, the Doctor now herself could have a baby. Assuming that the reproductive systems of the Gallifreyans is the same as humans. That's just weird. Anyway, back to the granddaughter bit. 
Number three, what happened to Susan? In 1964's The Dalek Invasion of Earth, we saw Susan Foreman leave the TARDIS, the first companion to do so, shack up with David, but only after the iconic speech from William Hartnell. After that, we never really heard from her again, except for when she appeared in The Five Doctors in 1983, but she's just, she's just sort of there. There's nothing about her development post Dalek Invasion of Earth at all. She's just there. Also, she was simply older. She didn't regenerate. She just aged. Can she not regenerate? Or has she just been really careful in 2164? Or Caroline Ford was 20 years older when they shot this. Shut up. Similar to Jenny, could Susan be right under the Doctor's nose? Could she regenerate and have been there the entire time? We've not really had that many nods to Susan in New Who, apart from when Capaldi had a photograph of her on his desk at the university. The logistics of her being a granddaughter is up in the air too, as we have, again, no idea whether the Doctor had a, a relationship on Gallifrey that bore children and then they would bear more children and subsequently granddaughter. That's how granddaughters work. Could she be of genuine biological descent of the Doctor, or could she be a surrogate granddaughter in the same way that the timeless child was taken in by Tech Taeyun? Look at that. Parallels. Now I hope you're writing these things down, Shib, and we need answers next series, okay? Number two, why did the Doctor run away? This is the oldest question the show offers that's not what is the Doctor's name. As far as we know, the Doctor just kind of got bored, wanted to see the rest of the universe, and then he just sort of started subsequently saving it. That's kind of what we've gone with for the last 57 years. However, the Timeless Children, there it is again, has changed it again, potentially. As far as we know, the initial Doctor that fled Gallifrey, William Hartnell, had no idea about the Timeless Child stuff. As far as we know, the Doctor's mind was wiped from that point and he was just thinking he was a regular old Time Lord. But what if there was that tiny spark, a teeny little hint that something on Gallifrey was wrong that sort of pushed him to make the decision to just want to go out. Maybe it was all subconscious and the back of his mind is screaming at him saying, there's something wrong here, get out of there. I would like to think that the Doctor just sort of left because he wanted to, because he didn't give half a shit. But again, the Timeless Children might have changed this. Chibnall, answers, please. And number one, how was Gallifrey unfrozen? In case you don't know, Gallifrey was frozen in a little bubble in time by 13 incarnations of the Doctor to save it from the Dalek Wrath in the Time War. Gallifrey was sealed away, lost time, but was still alive and rebuilding. Rassilon did try and bring Gallifrey back into the universe at the expense of the human race in the end of time, but that was thwarted and they were sent back to that little bubble they were put in. However, come heaven sent, the Doctor escaped his confession dial and was on Gallifrey. Not in this bubble universe anymore, but at the end of the universe, in the normal universe. But how did it get there? There is simply no explanation. In series 12 and Gallifrey returns again, it's in a bubble universe, not at the end of the universe, not in the stasis cube thing at the end of Day of the Doctor, just in another bubble universe. Again, not explained. Now, however, Gallifrey is completely dead. Which means, I guess, eternal plot holes. Just how I like my Doctor Who. Yay! Perhaps these unfreezes and refreezes take place in the future of the show. Maybe the last ever Doctor goes back and picks away at all these little things we brought up today and clears everything up, wraps the show up, the, you know, hundred years of the show, probably by the time they kill it off, in a nice little bow, just ready to go in the safe that the BBC have and just stays in the archive forever. I'd quite enjoy that, actually. Kind of like 
Endgame, going back to all the old places and seeing it all again. I'd be game for that. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.